Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit healthlock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's healthlock.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Previously on Queen of the Con. When I was 13 years old, I went through a traumatic experience as a victim of child pornography. Danielle Miller makes the case to a Florida judge for probation after pleading no contest to impersonating a victim named Erica Beers while trying to withdraw $8,000 in cash from her Chase bank account in Sarasota. Sierra had given me these phones that I was basically her mule. But Judge Thomas Krug isn't buying her BS, and he throws the book at her. I am going to adjudicate you guilty. I'm going to sentence you to five years in the Florida State Prison. It's October 21st, 2022. Danielle Miller is led away in tears and in handcuffs to begin serving her time behind bars. Her victims are breathing a sigh of relief now. And one of her wealthy childhood friends from Danielle's Horace Mann days has finally agreed to talk to me about how Danielle got a strange but uniquely powerful foothold in her life, starting when she was just 13 years old. We were going home to meet one of our curfews, and we passed a group of kids on a corner, all escaping their curfew, having their last cigarettes. 
and the girl said, that's Daniel Miller, that girl in the purple. And she rolled down the window and she yelled out, Swift for a girl. And Danielle turned around and gave us the finger or waved. I can't remember, but she acknowledged that she'd heard it. That was my first introduction to her. I'm Jonathan Walton, and this is Queen of the Con. The Rich Girl. Episode 10. Everything was comedy. So my friends know me as like Gatsby in LA all for these huge parties because I love events. I love aesthetics. I hate parties and I'm antisocial. So like by the end of it, <laughs> and by like 9 p.m., I'll be up in my room just seeing if people are having fun. I'll hear people being like, is the host here? And they're like, no, no, she's upstairs, don't worry. You're like the great Gatsby in Los Angeles. Because I really don't like the people. <laughs> but no, I mean... Quinton Esme Brown is truly a fascinating woman. At 32 years old, she looks like a fashion model with her tall, lean frame, high cheekbones, and long, billowing brown hair. She actually grew up with Danielle in New York's high society, and she comes from money. Big money. But today, she spends all her free time working for various charities and trying to do good in the world. At 15, I started tutoring kids whose parents were in jail. My father had passed, and he had left a family foundation with a focus on alternatives to incarceration. I really think like my life's purpose is to be in service. It's sort of really what I will always do. I've been Instagramming with Esme, as she prefers to be called, for two months now, trying to convince her to do an interview with me. And she finally agreed. I've spent hours talking to her, and let me tell you, her life story could truly be its own podcast. Esme comes from old Hollywood, as in the original Hollywood. My grandmother was a silent film star named Sally Eilers. Sally Eilers was featured in more than 60 films from the 1920s silent era to the advent of talkies, which is what movies with sound were called back then. I heard you talking to Miles downstairs. He's never taken that from any man before. Her last film was a 1948 Western titled Coroner Creek. You see, there isn't enough open range for both our outfits, and he's trying to squeeze me out. She married my grandfather, who was a director and producer. Esme's grandfather, Harry Joe Brown, is the guy who made swashbuckler Errol Flynn a household name by producing his first film, Captain Blood, in 1935. It's the world against us, and us against the world. And my father basically grew up to kind of heavyweights in the industry, if you will. But Esme's father, Harry Joe Brown Jr., only dabbled in Hollywood briefly as a screenwriter. He made his impressive mark on the world as a big-time real estate magnate, developing wealthy neighborhoods in multiple cities, including Beverly Hills and New York. So the Mulholland Estates, I know he was involved in. Wow. And then he did a, a large housing project called Houses at Sagaponic, which was 36 of the world's top architects, which was a really, really amazing project. Esme has had a jet-set lifestyle ever since she can remember. My childhood, I think I probably moved like 50 times. 
my dad was in Florida, L.A., France. But as a young teen, she lived in Manhattan and attended the exclusive Upper East Side Prep School, Spence, an all-girls school with an impressive alumni list, including Gwyneth Paltrow and Kerry Washington. And interestingly enough, the biosphere of rich kids in and around New York City that go to all these schools, like Spence and Horace Mann, was designed to be exclusive. In New York, I think from a very young age, a lot of the private schools in either the Upper East Side, Upper West Side, or Horace Mann and Riverdale, which are slightly out of the city, they make big efforts to, to mix the schools up a lot. We had dances from an early age, so it was very natural by the age of 15 to know most of your friends from other schools. It wasn't a strange thing. These are all like private schools in New York who regularly get together and have social interactions. So you know everyone, everyone knows everyone. Yeah, like I had a school right across the street from me, the next block, the next block. It's very easy to meet people for lunch. It's not a, you know, to get in a car. It's, it's kind of becomes in Central Park, especially in spring, everyone goes to the Great Lawn to not smoke marijuana, I'm sure. And <laughs> they, uh, it's a meeting point, you know, because right. that's actually how I met Danielle. I was at Spence, I believe, still at the time. I would be 13. Yeah, I would have been 13. And I had heard about the, the video, but I've actually never seen it. I might be one of the like very few. I've never seen it. I um I also didn't know what a Swiffer was. <laughs> so I had a lot of friends who'd seen the video. I would have probably clicked Sun. And that haunts me. So Esme and Danielle meet for the first time in Central Park in the early 2000s, and they hit it off. I was definitely known for being a sort of wild kid. My father had just passed at that time. And I fell deeply into drugs. Danielle is, she's very smart. She's incredibly funny. While she can be a bitch, I, and maybe it was because she liked me, I always felt that there was um, a genuine warmth to her. And there's this genuine sort of wanting to fit in, but she also was always very nice. And we connected immediately. And I think at that time, I was not in good shape and I was doing drugs and I was sort of out and about and made very little rules at home and it was sort of a messy situation. And Danielle made herself available to me. One, I really needed a friend. Two, I was the kid that after school was looking to do something when other people were going to do homework. I didn't really want to go home. And Danielle, from what I can remember, kind of had that same setup, although she had parents, you know, she she had a home life and she, as far as I know, did very well in school. I mean, Danielle's very smart. So she was one of those people who could juggle homework and then also getting out of the house. And I just know that it was, as I recall it, one of those people I could call at any given time and she'd be ready to hang out. And I went to her apartment two or three times it was one of those high school, you know, romances where it's like you hang out one day and then you just hang out every day. And I knew that people had a distaste for her. And I recall some of my friends saying like, oh, really? When my father died, it changed things for me where I think 
A lot of people looked at me with pity. I think I saw in her perhaps something that I didn't recognize in myself, which is like resilience. And I think we both saw in each other there was a lack of judgment. So we started hanging out. I'd go to her house after school. She'd come to mine. So at this point, Danielle reportedly is telling some of her horse man friends that her parents own the apartment building she lives in. Only they didn't. And interestingly enough, she never tells that lie to Esme. I grew up in a real estate family, so it would have been a red flag because it wouldn't have appeared true. She and her brother, who shared bunk beds, shared a bathroom with their parents. And I believe the video was taken in the bathroom, and I remember being in such a small apartment and thinking, this is very strange. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every case I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe was named Best Home Security Systems of 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. They've got sensors that you can place on your doors and windows to detect break-ins, fires, and even floods. They also offer a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras so you can see what's going on inside and outside your home anytime day or night. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com queen. That's simplysafe.com queen. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. She 
and her brother who shared bunk beds shared a bathroom with their parents. And I believe the video was taken in the bathroom and I remember being in such a small apartment and thinking, this is very strange. But Esme doesn't care that Danielle is not as rich as her, and the fact that she was so ostracized at the time for being Swiffer Girl in a weird way made Esme like her more, out of a strange mix of sympathy and admiration. Essentially, we ended up even closer. I spent a lot of time in the city alone at my apartment because my mother and I were having issues and she was in the country a lot of the time. And it was just a difficult time for my family. And so it was like a free for all. We kind of were able to go off the grid and have our crazy times and we had a lot of deep talks and like, Danielle is whoever you want her to be. She's a chameleon. And so her chameleon-like aspects to me now look like looking back at childhood feel more of like a desperate attempt to be loved. I don't know if she was committing theft when we were in high school. I knew that there were some parties where people's wallets went stolen. She had a sense of deflection that was like everything was comedy. She was able to laugh things off. You know, I never saw Danielle get upset, actually. I never saw her distressed. And so I don't know whether that's something within her makeup that maybe allows her to detach. I don't know how much you know about psychopathy. I mean, that is textbook psychopathy. They feel nothing. Realistically, statistically speaking, psychopaths walk amongst us. Was friends with her in high school. We had some dark times. I was beginning to really possibly lose my life to drug addiction. And so this went on for years. And I eventually went to rehab um, and I sort of cut ties with everyone in New York. And at that time, Danielle had graduated a year before me. So that tie had already sort of been cut. So at that point in 2008, after high school, both young women go their separate ways. Danielle heads to Arizona State University, where if you recall, over the course of four years, she earns two degrees in business and in public policy. And Esme winds up on the West Coast. I was living out in Los Angeles and I had gone to rehab and so I was sober at the time and I was living in an apartment. She called me and she said, I'm gonna come to LA for the weekend with my roommates, are you around? I said, yeah, of course. And I'll never forget it. Danielle saying to me, yeah, uh, I've been making like extra money at college because I'm doing everyone's homework. I remember being so startled because I just thought, Wait, college is so different. People have majors. And I knew that her roommate's majors were very different. And I just remember being struck by, like, you're really smart. And very soon after that visit, in 2012, Danielle moves to Los Angeles and starts hanging out with Esme. She seems to have a lot on the ball, and Esme is impressed. And she said she got a job with Beverly Hills Chamber of Commerce. And again, I was shocked and I said, only Danielle, like only Danielle manages to somewhat always stay above water. I mean, none of our friends had done anything, gotten a job that had that impressive of a title. I mean, I was just like, what do you mean you got a job at the, it was just shocking to me. I don't remember what she did there, but I just thought this is so wild. Like you just really, you've pushed forward. You managed to burn the candle at both ends, if you will. I don't remember what exactly it was. It wasn't any bad experience. I think it was probably mixed with bringing 
old friends from my past into my new friends, but also because Danielle was known to be a liar and I didn't really want to be associated with cleaning up a mess of lies and not a confrontational person. And so I invited her out and she was so friendly. All my friends had a good time. And I drove her home that night and she was staying at this house, a large house, large. And she said, yeah, she said, renting a garage from this guy. So at that time, she also had this guy around her and he was blonde. I remember, I think she said he was on the Rangers. And I remember knowing from the second she said it, she said it in front of my friends, I thought it's not true. And I saw him. I mean, I was just like, I don't know anything about that team. I don't know what they even do, but I know that this is not a professional athlete of that caliber. And I just thought like, what a strange thing. Like that's something you could Google. It really stood out to me. And I, I thought, okay, I need to be careful because I don't want to be like attached to this person who's clearly lying. And then one night, a friend, she drove her home and she said, oh my God, like Danielle's house. And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, was that huge house? And I was like, that's not her house. And they were like, are you sure? Cause like she said, that's her house. <laughs> and I was stuck between like, do I just, and I was just like, no, that's definitely not her house. I wasn't going to confront Danielle, but I was like, let's just nip that in the butt. Like, I'm just not going to lie for her. Like, that's insane. I was like, are you sure she said that's her house? Or she should, she didn't say, just drop me here. And they were like, no, she said that's her house. Okay. Weird. But things are about to get weirder. At the time, Esme had a medical condition that caused her to have seizures. She never knew when a seizure was coming, and she was scared to even take a shower by herself because she didn't want to collapse in the tub if a seizure suddenly hit. And Danielle, she has a lot of illnesses, and I don't really know what to make of it. I think it's, half me thinks it's to fit in, half of it is to gain pity. I'm sure you've heard this, Danielle had sickle cell. <laughs> I didn't know she had sickle cell. I never heard that, but I am familiar when she was in jail in Sarasota, when they popped her for scamming a bunch of banks there, she got out to the hospital. She had this blood disease. Like she, you know, you read the court filings. It's like, wow, she's really sick, but I don't believe she is. And now you tell me she said she had sickle cell. So yeah, so I, for years, like in fairness to her, cause I'm not sure and I never want to, sickle cell obviously only affects certain people, um, but it can affect Ashkenazi Jews. So. There's a part of me that says, technically, could be true. My feeling is it's not, because I never saw her treatment for it. But in addition to sickle cell... She did say she had epilepsy. That I don't know if it's true. But I called her. I was very nervous. And like I said, Danielle was always a very good friend, or perhaps just who you wanted her to be. And I told her I had a big marble shower, and I said... Yeah, you know, I think I had a seizure. And she said, I totally got it. I have epilepsy. And I said, oh, it just sucks because I really want to shower, but I'm very nervous that I'm going to have a seizure and I'm going to like crack my head. I don't know. And she said, listen, I have a lunch break. I totally understand. It's so scary. And so she said, let me come over during my lunch break. You shower. I'll eat lunch here. And the way my room was set up was I had 
a big master bedroom and I had my shower and I had left the door open. So she's like, you just speak to me, you know, during your shower, I'll be here. If something happens, like I'm right here. And my desk was off behind the view of the shower. And in the drawer of Esme's bedroom desk sits her checkbook for a bank account her mom opened to pay bills in Los Angeles. While Esme is in the shower, she says she has no idea that Danielle is rifling through her desk and stealing a bunch of blank checks. And lo and behold, about another month after this, it was October of 2013, and I get a call from my mom. She was screaming so loud I had to drop the phone. And my mom was like, I can't believe you. I cannot believe you. You can't even be trusted in an account that I watch. And I was like, what, what do you mean? And so my roommate took the phone and she said, what's happened? And she was like, she's stolen over 20 grand from her own account. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. She's stolen over 20 grand from her own account. And I said, we didn't even do that. And so I think my friend calmed my mom down like eventually and she said, listen, we'll find out what happened. 
We went to Citibank on Fairfax, like the one right on Fairfax and Melrose. I'll never forget this. And we went up to a teller and my roommate said, this is the account. And she said, can you print every check for us? And I said, sure. And so check, check, they all were coming through and one after another was mine. And then Danielle Miller. And it was like, it was eerily and like almost like child's writing endorsed for herself on the back. And another came through and another and another. And I remember I just literally froze I had actually thought at the time it was the person I was dating because he wasn't, he was like a party guy and he, he wasn't really, he wasn't super nice. And I just remember thinking the whole time, please don't be him because then I have to prove to my mom, like I picked the wrong part, you know? So I called my mom and I was like, it's Danielle. So um, I, at that point, started to like actually get angry. And so I said, we need to call the police. And Basically, my mom said, listen, you've had a lot of issues in your life. If somebody had called the cops on you when you had done something wrong, but they'd had the opportunity to tell me and give me a chance to help you before you get stuck into a system, I would have really liked that opportunity. So I'm going to do the same. So from Los Angeles, Asme's mom calls up Danielle's dad in New York. And my mom said, listen, um, something's happened. Explained it, just said, uh, parent to parent, what, 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 you need to fix this. And her father, from what I would call, it was just like a very weird response. I mean, we kind of expected like an, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So the first thing was little shock value. And that to me indicates this was not the first time. And so the second thing that was weird is he sort of, kind of like asked my mom to like help him punish her as if like my mom like on top of everything should like also like try to do this herself he said essentially we'll pay you back that's not a problem i'll send you a check but she needs to learn he was like i'm not gonna tell her that i'm gonna pay you guys she needs to do this herself it needs to come out of her salary my mom said sure fine so she had to come meet up with us and and meet up with my mom and give her checks So, over the course of the next few months, Danielle agrees to meet up with Esme's mom and make payments in person. Now, the communication between Danielle and my mom was wild. I mean, my mom, she'd be late, or she'd be like, I just can't come today. There's one point that she says, this is so unfair, and it's so annoying because my mom lives in Hancock Park. She's like, I can't believe I have to go all the way over there. Why can't I just meet and see tomorrow? It's my birthday. There really is something weird I'm noticing here about Danielle's birthday, which falls on October 28th. Yup, she's a Scorpio. But that's not what's weird. If you recall, Danielle talks publicly about getting arrested at the Mexican border, and it was actually on her birthday. She said, quote, It was at the Mexican border. I was coming into the States on my birthday, and they said there was a warrant for me. And remember when Danielle's Los Angeles roommate, Taylor Fergus, was getting evicted from their apartment? After Danielle's rent scam had played out and she was on vacation in Thailand or Dubai or Bali or some far-flung place like that, Taylor can't recall exactly, that too was on her birthday. So I'm texting her, messaging her on Facebook, like, hey, we're getting evicted, like, what's going on? 
I've been paying you all this rent. Like, what are you doing? And she just kind of turns the story into like, it's my birthday. Why are you making me feel like such a bad friend on my birthday? And back in 2013, Danielle is telling Esme's mom that she can't meet her in Hancock Park, a super expensive and glamorous neighborhood in Los Angeles, by the way, because it's her birthday. I remember my mom, I was away and she called me and I was just like, I said we should have called the cops. Like, I just was like, are you kidding? Like, I mean, I was like infuriated. Also, in the very last episode, when Danielle is sentenced to five years in Florida State Prison for one of several Sarasota bank scams she pulls, that too was around her birthday. No, you're going to go into custody today, Miss Miller. And here's the reason why. I don't know what it means, but there seems to be something about the month of October and Danielle's propensity for being found out that appear inextricably linked in some way. Or maybe it's just a strange coincidence. Anyway, eventually, Danielle does pay Esme's mother back the full 20 grand she'd stolen. Esme mistakenly thinks this whole fraudulent check thing is behind her and continues using the same bank account. Then, all of a sudden, another check, this time for $8,000, made out to Danielle's roommate, Taylor Furcus, is cashed out of Esme's account. Now remember, this is what Danielle told her roommate, Taylor, to trick her into signing that check over to her. She's like, Esme actually owes me some money. I'm just gonna get it from her and then it'll cover our rent. Like, just give me a few days. And she made up some excuse about like how Esme's family was like fighting with Danielle's family and like it couldn't be known that Esme was gonna be giving Danielle this money. And so I said to Danielle, I was like, well, you can have Esme make the check out to me and I'll immediately make it out to you. And I'll never forget, like I had, she did it in the middle of the night. She came up and woke me up in the middle of my sleep before I had to go to work. She was like, here's, here's the check, like sign it here. I gotta take care of this. And I remember signing it in the middle of my sleep, like writing on the back of the check, paid the order of Danielle Miller and signed it. I never deposited that check into my bank account. Like I never saw that money. It was never mine. It just immediately then went to Danielle. And then fast forward, that money that she ended up stealing, I don't know what she did with it because then that's when we got the actual like big eviction letter. But Esme at this point has no idea who Taylor even is. She just knows an $8,000 check made out to Taylor Furcus and signed over to Danielle came out of her account. And she's pissed. So she files a lawsuit in Los Angeles Superior Court against Danielle and Taylor. But I explained to Esme that Danielle actually framed Taylor to make it look like she stole that $8,000 check. That's actually much more intelligent than I even, like I thought she either wrote her name or said we did this once, but it was kind of a mix of the two. But the fact that she said I made it out to her. She framed her. Esme now deeply regrets including Taylor in that lawsuit, but you can't really blame her. All she knew at the time was an $8,000 check made out to someone named Taylor Furcus was fraudulently withdrawn from her checking account. And so she acted on that knowledge. But I would really love to talk to Taylor and just apologize for my part in whatever experience she had, because we actually from day one thought that was the case. And because it was an attorney, I couldn't just reach out to her. It would be too dangerous for the case in case she did wrong me to reach out and say, hey, can we talk? As I'm wrapping up my conversation with Esme, 
she shares with me a memory she had blocked out for years that recently came rushing back to her. Months before Esme realized Danielle had stolen her checks, they had both spent a night out drinking in Los Angeles. We were drunk, like stupid 20s drunk. I do recall splitting up and she went her way and I went my way. So I lived at the time up Beachwood Canyon. And at the time my house was being renovated, I just bought it. And it was a kind of vertical hillside house. You walk up the stairs, two flights to get to the front door, like one of those sorts of houses. I was already asleep and probably like the room was probably spinning. And I woke up and Danielle was standing over me. So she broke in. Yeah, she broke in and she... Oh man. I wasn't scared. I just thought it was so weird. But I also was not thinking correctly. I was very intoxicated. She was next to me over my bed and she was rifling through something. And probably, in retrospect, there to steal. I remember saying to her, because I knew in my like slumber and like weird state that she still wasn't meant to be there. And so I think I said something like, you know, what are you doing here? And she said something like, I left my keys. And in my stupor, I sort of remember being like, like whatever, you know, just like as you would with like a roommate. Yeah. So in the morning, my friend comes over and I'm like, oh my God, wait, like, I think Danielle was in my room last night. And so he's like, no. And I was like, no, 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 it wasn't a dream. Like she was in my room last night. And I was like, oh my God, she was standing over my bed last night. At that time, we didn't know anything going on, but we always knew she was sort of nuts. Like, you know, it was another wild Danielle story, but weird. And just to confirm to herself and to her friend that it really did happen, they both check the security cam footage the next day. And they both are equally shocked by what they see. I watched in horror, it was like, I watched literally the video of her coming into the pool area. And I was like, no, no, there's no way. And then we rewound and I saw her scaling the wall. And so the wall had like, you know, those houses in the house, they have like one wall and then like some plants or some dirt and then another wall. And she climbed over it. And so I, at this point again, freeze response. And it's like, did she have the car turn around and follow me back to my house? Did she go to her place and get in the car and come back to mine? What time was this at? Um, Did the whole night she think to herself, because it's one thing if I call you over to come and hang out with me and then you go into my drawer, like that's horrible, but it's another to, to actually, there's a 30 minute car ride between her house and mine. Like that is so intentional. Wow. And um, there were handprints because she'd been through the mud and there were handprints and footprints that went up into the window of my bathroom. Daniel's always struck me as someone who's like, she did go after everyone. She is dangerous. There's no impulse control. But I felt like somewhere along the lines, like this could have been helped or stopped or it, it didn't have to get this far. And now let's face it, she belongs in jail, but someone who might have had a chance that I think she's a victim. There's a huge part of me that sees that not just Danielle, but a lot of 
us who helped traumatize her because everyone who clicks send caused trauma. This is a theme that has come up again and again in our podcast. Did Danielle's childhood trauma of being Swiffer Girl actually turn her into a con artist? You study criminology. Criminology, criminal justice, the whole shebang. That's Kelsey Collins. She teaches criminology at the University of South Carolina. Your focus is on women in the criminal justice system. Yeah, definitely. Gender and crime, how women are talked about, and just female criminality in general. Is there a link with childhood trauma in girls who become women who grew up to commit crimes like Daniel Miller? What is shown is that, yes, there is definitely a correlation between childhood trauma and specifically childhood sexual abuse when women commit crime. In your experience, how many of them have childhood trauma in their history? I would say, at least in my experience, 75%. Being known as Swiffer Girl was no doubt a heavy burden to bear for an adolescent Danielle Miller. It's now known as one of the very first cases of non-consensual pornography going viral. Um, Some people refer to it as revenge porn. I don't know if I would. Revenge porn is typically a spurned lover distributing it, and it was just a friend that had done this. It was also child pornography that was distributed. So no one got in trouble for distributing this video, but Danielle, eventually embodied this bad girl persona. So she was labeled as promiscuous and eventually, you know, she was referred to as Swiffer girl. And so kind of in order to insulate herself from this trauma, she started to just take on this label of promiscuous party girl and just embody that. So you think that incident changed the trajectory of her life? I do see it as changing the trajectory of her life, but I don't think that it can be blamed for what she did later on in life. I think that our childhood trauma, once we're adults, we are responsible for dealing with that. And um, and she chose not to. That was an extremely traumatic thing to happen to a 13-year-old but she is using that as kind of a a shield, even while she denies any culpability in her crimes. As for what Danielle says publicly about all the scams she's accused of pulling in her life, and how and why she participated in a New York Magazine article basically cataloging all of her cons, she says in an interview, quote, Like, these are all things that I learned listening to people talk and then researching. So as you're detailing this to Gabby, who wrote the article, are you, you're essentially, in my opinion, just kind of admitting your crimes. Is that not what happened or did she just place it that way? She just placed it that way because I'm not, I mean, I'm not guilty until, I mean, I'm innocent until proven guilty and I have a not guilty plea on all my cases. She basically implicated or made it seem like, I, I don't know. Can you guys tell that I'm not a stupid girl? Like, do you really think I'm going to sit there and say, I have open cases and talk about, like... Right. And it's so unfortunate that this article got put into that way, not just for, like, my safety and my cases that are ongoing right now, but for what the true heart of the story was supposed to be. So what was your intention of telling her, oh, you could just go... I thought this is all background, background. 
She said it was background. Right, like you just thought you were kind of having a conversation with her about scammers. Yeah. If there's a universe where any of that makes sense, astronomers have yet to discover it. I mean, she's done identity theft, stolen money, defrauded so many people and just doesn't care. Doesn't care. It's quite stunning, yeah. Yeah, it's stunning. I can't even imagine. As I'm recording this, it's December 2nd, 2022. Danielle is sitting in Florida State Prison, serving her five-year sentence. And it might shock you to know that she's still very busy, making calls, taking meetings, working on a documentary, all from behind bars. Journalist Jessica Pressler is not surprised. Well, it totally makes sense. I've been asking myself, like, oh, is this a job now? Is being like a, a con artist, like, you know, a, a known convicted con artist, is this like a new career path? And it totally makes sense. It's kind of what we've been leading up to throughout the many years of like Octomom and just like the sex tapes that turned into, that made people in celebrities, like scandals. You get these celebrities, you can absolutely host like a club night for several thousand dollars as one of these known people. And that is a world and that is an economy in its own way. And it's a growing economy, which is disturbing. As we come to the end of this season of Queen of the Con, 2022 is in the rearview mirror. And there are still two pending criminal cases against Danielle Miller. The Sarasota first-degree felony case, where she's accused of using the IDs of between 20 and 30 people, and the federal case, where the Department of Justice is accusing her of trying to scam nearly a million dollars in COVID relief cash. If she's found guilty in one or both of those cases, she could spend the next 10 to 15 years or more behind bars. I'm following both cases closely, and I'll be posting updates at Queen of the Con on Instagram, so stay tuned. But you should also be aware that, literally, any day now, Danielle could pop up on network television, doing a teary tell-all interview with Diane Sawyer or Oprah. You know, it's not good to give interviews. You don't give interviews because you're incriminating yourself constantly. We have stepped into a different time. Back in the day, and I'm talking maybe the 90s or even early 2000s, being a con artist was a bad thing. Nobody wanted to own up to it. Nobody wanted to brag about it or do media interviews about it. But now there has been a paradigm shift. A lot of con artists, Anna Delvey slash Sorokin, Daniel Miller, and several others, it's cool to be a con artist. They have a social media following. They have people cheering them on, which it's a strange time to be alive. It is a strange time to be alive. If you're enjoying Queen of the Con, click share and send it to your friends and family. Also, leave us a five-star review. Reviews increase the odds that other listeners like you will find us. Portions of public statements made to the media by Danielle Miller were dramatized verbatim in this episode, as were the questions and comments from those interviewing her. Queen of the Con, The Rich Girl, is a production of AYR Media and iHeart Media, hosted by me, Jonathan Walton, executive producers, Jonathan Walton for Jonathan Walton Productions, and Elisa Rosen for AYR Media, executive producer, Paulina Williams, written by Jonathan Walton, consulting producer, 
Evan Goldstein, segment producer, Kathy Abraham, senior associate producer, Jill Pashesnik, coordinator, George Fahm, sound design by Tim Mulhern, edited and mixed by Tim Mulhern, supervising editor, Victoria Chang, audio engineer, Justin Longerbeam, Studio engineers, Matteo Berrigan, Jay Markovitz, and Philip Raskin. Mastered by Victoria Chang. Legal counsel for AYR Media, Gianni Douglas. Executive producer for iHeartMedia, Maya Howard. Voice acting by Milena Kralieski. Court records, police records, the Department of Justice, Homeland Security, victim interviews, interviews with investigators, the New York Post, New York Magazine, and Spotify's Forbidden Fruits were the sources used for this season of Queen of the Con. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.